Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about 1980s Flash Gordon. Mostly this will be about the new Studio Canal uh, 4K, which is not actually new. It came out in 2020. I got it for Christmas and I'm reviewing it now. But the movie, if you grew up with it, is normal. It, you know, it's part of our childhood, like any other movie you grew up with, whether it be E.T. or Raiders Lost Ark or Star Wars or whatever. It just worked into our vernacular and, and you know, it, it is what it is. If you watch it now and you've never seen it, uh, it's kind of weird. I think it's a classic. They don't make movies like this now. They didn't make movies like this back then. Originally, Nicholas Rogue was going to make it, and I'm sure that was going to be incredibly weird. It never really got off the ground. Um, did a lot of work on it, though. And they brought in um, Mike Hodges, who had directed a few kind of surreal movies himself. And I watched, a re- um, not a review, but a behind-the-scenes with a comic book author talking about the movie and how it was big in his childhood. And the fact that it's more of a fantasy than a science fiction movie, and I would agree. I think they nailed the comic, and the comic is ancient to most of us today. Um, there were serials back in the black and white days that ran before movies on Saturday and cinemas. Uh, you'd go back each week to see another 15 minutes of it. Um, Flash Gordon was the was the most popular of all of those back in the day. Um, His character's been around for a long time, and they tried to get this off the ground throughout the 70s and just couldn't find the right way to get it done, I guess. The tone that this version of Flash Gordon, and there's been, what, a TV series since, and and, uh, Taika Waititi was going to make an animated movie. They canceled that. Now they've brought it back to possibly make a live-action movie, and this is like the second or third live-action movie they've tried to make since. It couldn't have been an easy nut to crack, and I think they got lucky. They hired um, a very famous costume designer, uh, an Italian designer who didn't normally do things like science fiction movies. And the everything is just decadent, opulent. I can't even go into the description. <laughs> it's... Watching it now, the movie has been out on high definition since 2010 and 4K since 2020. Uh, They fully restored it from the original camera negative, uh, applied Dolby Vision HDR, and the colors pop even more than they did back in 1980, much to my, if my recollection serves. Um, The shiny gold stuff, um, I filmed a scene Last night when I was watching, and I'm filming, uh, recording this early in the morning because it was a little late to record it last night, um, I filmed a scene just to show a couple of my buddies how good it looked on the TV, and it goes from a very dark, foresty scene with Prince Baron into uh, a bright scene. Uh, no, it wasn't with Prince Baron. It was on the um, spaceship. Anyway. When they cut to the bright scene in the Wing People's city headquarters, whatever, it just, the the bright contrast, it'll blind you. It's great. Um, really did a great job. Still looks like an older movie, but the cleanest, brightest older movie you've ever seen. I recently watched The Punisher, which is a 2004 movie, and it didn't look like this, nor was it filmed to look like this, but this looks amazing. Wish it had gotten uh, some kind of object-based surround sound, either DTS-X or Dolby Atmos, but 
the 5.1 mix is very good. It seems a little more substantial than the old Blu-ray mix. Um, all in all, the movie has never looked better. Flash Gordon is an anomaly. Um, it's a it's an old time serial comic book story of an evil emperor trying to destroy the earth and a, a football quarterback and a a vacation planner and a mad scientist crash land on a well they call it a planet um, but Mongo seems to be a collection of like asteroids floating in space and each one is there's an ice one there's a forest one there's a desert one you know and there's the the one that Ming's city is on and. Max von Sydow is amazing. I, he fully commits to this. This is, you know, an actor who's made some very important movies, an Academy Award-winning actor, and they got him to dress up like Ming the Merciless. Um, bald head, big eyebrows, a Fu Manchu look. Um, amazing. It, it just pops on film. His costumes, it, he's got to be proud of the work he did here because it's just totally amazing. Sam J. Jones had not really done anything, nor did he do much after, and he's fine in the role. Melody Anderson is quite fun. Ornella Muti? 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I believe she's Italian. Um, she wears a dress in the beginning of the movie that, I don't know. I, I think she would have had to have shaved to have worn that dress. It's whew. Topol, another big actor from the 60s and 70s. Um, Fiddler on the Roof dude, you know. He plays Hans Zarkov, the mad scientist who discovers this. Uh, Timothy Dalton's in here, very young Timothy Dalton. Brian Blessed, I, <laughs> I love him as the Hawkman. Um, and, of course, you can't talk about the movie without talking about the music from Queen. They didn't do much soundtrack work, but when they did, it became the you know a huge part of the movie, just like the cinematography, the costumes, and whatever. Queen soundtrack for Flash Gordon, the songs they contributed to Highlander, you know, those two movies both benefited from that in a huge way. You you hear the songs, you think of the movie, you put the movie on, you hear the songs. It's it's hasn't happened very often in moviedom that uh, a band or a soundtrack has is become so synonymous with the music. I mean, Star Wars, the music. I would say people know Queen did the music for Flash Gordon even more than John Williams. As iconic as that soundtrack is, Queen, Flash Gordon. Ah. I run a business in Florida uh, that posts the cannabis specials for the legal medical dispensaries down there. And one of the dispensaries posted a flash sale, and the title of the email was Flash. Ah! Sale starts at 1 p.m. I'm not kidding. So here in 2020, people still using uh, these pop culture references that were date back to 1980. It's just a one-of-a-kind film. They Movie studios have a hard time taking chances like this anymore and making something like this. Most of it works because they went for camp. They went for comedy. They, they knew it was hard to sell this as reality. Um, and in the very beginning, it starts with Ming the Merciless being bored and he wants to torture a planet. And so you see the Earth, but it's not a photorealistic Earth. It looks like a globe they pulled out of your high school classroom. Uh, and that was done on purpose. It's not like they couldn't have done a better-looking Earth. They had 20 years before in Star Trek. Um, they just didn't want to. And so everything's played for camp by design, and it works. It almost, it, the pacing's good. Uh, 
It moves from one part of the story to the other. If I'd say one thing for a PG movie, it's pretty darn sexual. I mean, they don't come right out and say things, but you know, between the lines, uh, Melody Anderson's character is going to be Ming's concubine, and they bring her some alien liquid to drink that'll make it more palatable and enjoyable or something and she won't mind remembering it after and it's like wow that's getting you know it's <laughs> and there's a few other things i mean it, it a lot of it's about sex um there's some homoerotic stuff in there uh, heterosexual stuff in there i mean it's 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 very much a movie from the 70s that finally got released in 1980 I've always loved Flash Gordon. I've always known, too, it's not Citizen Kane. It's not Bridge Over the River Kauai. You know, it's not the Guns of Navarone. It's not Star Wars. It's Flash Gordon. It's not like the self-important Star Trek and, and Star Wars franchises that has to explain every bit of the science so we all understand what's happening. No, it's just kind of weird and takes place in a weird, fantastic universe where nobody needs to breathe air when they're not on the little asteroid planet thing. And Anyway, I've always enjoyed Flash Gordon, and the Studio Canal 4K restoration is a revelation. The movie looks amazing. This will be the last time you ever have to buy it. If you're going to buy it, thank you very much for the Christmas present. Um, yeah, you know... I've said this before in podcasts, you want to pick up 4Ks of your favorite movies because as we get down the road and get bigger and bigger TVs, you can blow 4K up to pretty big. 4K will still look amazing on a 100-inch screen or a 100-inch projector. So get the 4K if you really love the movies, and I really love this movie. If I had anything negative, oh, and the extras are pretty amazing as well. If I had anything negative to say about it, I would have liked a fresher Dolby Atmos DTS-X mix on the music and the sound, but I flip back and forth between the stereo and the 5.1. Both are clear. Both don't sound as dated as the Blu-ray sounds, but I'm so used to listening to the CD and the remastered CD. I'm used to the pacing of some things, you know, because the, the soundtrack has actual some of the vocal lines, some of the lines from the movie over the music. And so I was used to that and hearing it in the movie again, because I haven't watched the movie in years. Um, it was a little jarring, but good. It was like, you know, fresh. So anyway, I was expecting not to enjoy it as much as I've seen this movie uh, probably a hundred times in my lifetime. Maybe not that many, 50 times in my lifetime. But I really, really enjoy the time spent with it. And we'll watch it again in the near future because it looked great, sounded great. And it's a whole lot of fun if you just take its weirdness for what it is. It's weird and it's fun and it's supposed to be. And Hopefully one day they try and do something like this again. Um, not exactly this way, obviously. Do it modern. I would say Sin City is a movie in the 21st century that tried something completely outside the box like this and, and was successful with it. So many other, there's been a few musicals and science fiction horror things that just tried to do a, a blending of the camp and the weird and all that and come out with something mainstream and fun. Uh, the movie's made for 20 to $27 million and went on to gross about $46.5 million in its original run. So it was a hit, for the most part. Uh, critics have been kind to it over the years. It is what it is. There's no movie like Flash Gordon uh, highly recommend the 4K edition. Scott Hamilton, Rockfile here. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, yet another podcast. Trying to post them every other day, so stay tuned, subscribe, and thank you so much for being a part of all of it. Got Patreon and other links below. Have a great day.